Welcome to This Old App, a podcast about learning, coding, smashing stuff together, breaking things apart, startups, failing, winning, and any other buzzwords we can think of. Hey, Randy. Hey. All right. So following up on on the previous discussion we had um, regarding the startups for the Gator Big Idea um, competition... Uh, previously we talked about some business plans that, that had some, uh, serious deficiencies in them, um, both from a technical standpoint and also from a, uh, a, uh, idea standpoint. Um, this time I think I want to talk about the two that were better. Um, and the, it's funny cause there's less to talk about when they're better. Um, yeah. but also talk about, uh, just how the how the judging went and everything that went down. Um, so the really, there's not much difference between the two the two good ones. Um, I'll I'll talk about them in con- con- contrast to everything we talked about before. Um, these two were very professionally proofread. Um, that. Any spelling errors were were you know sprinkled just here and there, just a couple, if any. Um, it definitely looked like it had been proofread. Um, one of them. So so we'll, we'll start talking about them separately. One of them is it's essentially a medical device for. Uh, for for patients that have lost upper extremity or total lock-in syndrome. Um, and it essentially combines EEG and uh, eye tracking for communication and interaction purposes. Um, there are other competitors in the market that do similar things, mm-hmm. but nobody at this point ties in EEG and eye tracking. Um, they either do eye tracking with blinks for confirmation or for selecting, or they do just EEG. Nobody combines the two. What um, is the problem they're solving? They're solving for for patients with that that have upper extremity loss or locked in syndrome, which means you have nothing but eye movement essentially. Okay. okay. Um, just their ability to communicate. Okay. Um, this was significantly the longest business plan. Um, and to some degree it's because it was, it was a bit medical and a bit scientific and mechanical and all that and, and explaining everything. Is this um, their first ever like competition or presentation or have they done it before? I did not get the impression. So I'll put it this way. I did not get the impression that they had done this before. I do get the impression that they had written scientific papers before. Mm-hmm. Um, because this read almost like a scientific paper. Um, but like I said, very professionally done, clean, um, just a little heavy at times. Sure. Um, and, and a lot of talk about research and, and which is okay. I'm, I'm okay with that when you're talking about medical devices, but at the end of the day, you don't really need, you don't need to convince me a lot of the scientific because at the end of the day, I'm not going to, uh, I, I probably won't be able to, to, to read too much into it. Um, however, everything about this product is theoretical. Mm-hmm. So they do not have a prototype. 
all they have is is what they the research they've done and and I press them so so this was we're recording this after the verbal sessions Don't, the presentation yeah, let's not talk let's not talk about we'll talk about the, the business plans first yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so, so the business plan itself went fine. Um, like I said, very technical, but theoretical. There was also no mention of any advisors. Hmm. Every other business plan had advisors. This had no mention of advisors, but these are, uh, PhD candidate level students, I think, if I remember right. So that, that was certainly one of my questions is, is, in reading it is okay. I'm sure you're getting advice. I just don't know from who. Um, the other positive thing I'll say about this is this was the only business plan that addressed COVID-19. Hmm. Um, and, and I would say, I don't know this for a fact, but I would say that they had a chance to refine these business plans before this final judging. So they had time within the last two, three weeks before they had to submit them probably. So there was time to add stuff to it, but this was the only one that addressed it. Um, and it addressed it decently, you know, it, it's, it's medical manufacturing. So it's going to need parts from everywhere. Um, these are, are these two PhD candidates at university of Florida? Yes. And I mean, I don't know the intricacies of all this, but isn't there a level of ownership that the university has when they're PhD students? Um, from what I understand from the university, the university is very good about sharing is the best way to put it. Yeah. Um, because they want to encourage innovation. Um, so the, the entrepreneurial center that I talk about, one of the people, um, that I've talked to there before who kind of runs the whole center, his previous job and his current job is intellectual property. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so he was brought in to monetize the intellectual property and to figure out ways to make it. Um, worthwhile for students and faculty per, to pursue things that that have that market. I mean, uh, obviously, focus. they're not doing it under the cloak of darkness by going to the university and no, not at all business plan. I'm not, so I'm not trying to say yeah. that. I'm just always like, there's always this weird ground I've seen with even professors starting side businesses. I've been hired by one in the past. And I'm like, yeah, who owns this? You're like, yeah. you're working with the university. This is what you do research on, but you created an LLC. Like, and I, it's just always interesting. Intellectual property around universities is an interesting subject, but. Yeah. I'll say, I'll, I'll say just from talking to them, they seem to have acknowledged the problem and are trying to figure out the best way to handle it to that, that works for everybody. Yeah. Um, I know I, I, that's the theory I've heard. How does it work in practice? I don't know. Um, but that's that they, they seem to be very open to giving students and, and faculty more leeway to do so um, and more ownership. So, 
Um, but yeah, that, that was that one. Like I said, the thickest one, and it's the one I had tagged as probably the best one just in an overall look, because at the end of the day, it's the most serious one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the one that you look at and you go, sure. It, I, it, it's got a market. It's, it meets a serious, it meets a serious need, so on and so forth. So, so just, it checks all the easy boxes. Um, the next one, again, very well written. Very polished. You definitely got the feeling that this had been through the ringer a couple times. Um, and in reading, in reading everything that happened and, and everything in it, it's been through a couple of startup competitions. Yeah. So there's a level of polish on this one. Um, the founder was a University of Florida entrepreneur, student entrepreneur for 2018. Um, and it was likely, and it was for this business. So this business has been around a little while. Um, but essentially what this is, and, and um, the generic way I will put this, although it's not a secret, you know, it's not a secret. So I'm going to just tell you what it is um, because it's been on, it's been on the news. It's been everywhere. Um, it's essentially a corkscrew for coconuts. So imagine a corkscrew with a serrated circular uh, saw edge around the corkscrew so that you stick the corkscrew in, you twist, and you then you start twisting and you essentially can core a green coconut or a, uh, a Thai coconut. Um, and the idea for that is so that it's easier to put rum in it or to get water out or... or um, in other words, it's it's a way to get natural coconut water as opposed to pasteurize what you get out of bottles, uh, out of the cartons, and so so on and so forth. And that's a problem um, now because of why? Because because there is no there is no product on the market that does this well as far as if somebody wants fresh coconut water. Mm-hmm. They can't really, you, you have choices. You have what's called a coconut knife, but it's, it's a fairly straightforward. It's essentially a pick, um, and pick on a round surface. You can imagine is not very easy to use. Um, you can use a machete to open a coconut. Um, this particular founder came across us and, and devoted his idea to this because he started to drink coconut water to get rid of high blood pressure. I think if, if I remember right. Um, now he stole this, I, this idea from Gilligan's Island or where did he get it? <laughs> so like, I, I, I'm, I'm only questioning like, so this is a better, this is just a better engineered cutting device is what you're saying. Yeah, it, it, it essentially cores into a coconut and, and nothing really exists that does that. Like I said, there's something that's a pick that does it. There's a, you can use a machete, but that requires some level of skill. This doesn't okay. require a lot of skill. Um, seeing him use it, it requires a little bit of strength, um, but it doesn't require necessarily skill. Definitely has a um, patent on it, right? He's got the patent on it. Um, he's, this is it. This is something he has, he has built, he has prototypes for, he has 900 pre-orders for, um, he has demoed it in local grocery stores. Um, 
He's talked to three, maybe four different buyers for regional supermarkets. And they're all interested in, in it and putting it next to the coconuts in their produce section. So this is a well-formed idea. This thing is ready to go. The only question is, how big is the market? Why? Yeah, like, this is one of those where I'm like, why don't you just go to OXO and sell it to them? Because, I, I mean, literally, he said his exit strategy is to sell it to a kitchen gadget company. Yeah. So, yes, that's that's the answer. But sometimes to do that, you have to prove that there's a market. So you go ahead and produce it, and then you get bought out, which is perfectly fine. Um, but yeah, they, it's uh, like I said, th- this this is this is polished in the operation plan. It shows every part and the cost of every part to produce. Mm-hmm. Um, this this thing was as rock solid as it could be. You just had to figure out what the market is. Um, I had the biggest question I had is when talking about the market, because that's the biggest question mark. There's a nice chart here showing a nice upward to the right uh, curve for sales of coconut water. And this is packaged coconut water, Um, Mm -hmm. but a nice upward to the right curve. However, that chart ends in 2013. (laughs) So I'm like, okay. Yes, I see the up and to the right curve of the market, but it's seven-year-old data. So I don't know if this was a fad and it's faded. I, I, I there's Definitely this chart tells me nothing. Yeah, yeah this is. chart tells me nothing, and and it hints that there's not newer data because it was a fad. Yeah, um, if someone's going to enter a competition with data that ends in 2013, they're bullshitting you. Well, let's let's go ahead and step forward. Unless you've got something else to say, let's step forward a little bit to the uh, to the verbal to the presentational. <laughs> yes. Um, now I got to hear because... this. I have to hear how this plays out. Yeah. Well, here, so let me ask this one question. Before. Yeah. The point of this is a competition to to be to have your to have your business plan be better, not your product be better, right? At the end of the day, it's going to be the product because it's both the written plan and it's the presentation. So at the end of the day, what we're judging on is, and I think we're going to hear lawnmowers for the next 15, 20 minutes. Um, What we're screaming kids. So that's fine. No kidding. (laughs) Um, The, uh, the, what we're judging on is the viability of the business. Is this something that, would be good to put money towards. Um, so yes, it's, it's business plan, but it's also product. What are the winners? So, uh, so what we were doing was that it was a final 16. We got four of the 16 and we were told to choose the top one. And there were four groups of four. So those top four um, all got put into a final four, a separate mm-hmm. panel of judges judge those. And then the winner got twenty five thousand. The second place got ten thousand. Third, maybe five thousand. Then one thousand, I think. No and there were a couple attached. other. There were a couple other one thousand dollar rewards as well for different categories. As far as I know, I believe it was not equity. It was it was grants. Okay. Because that's the way Aspire Edu was when we would win ours. I every single one of them was a grant. It wasn't a equity purchase. 
Yeah. Um, because twenty five thousand is too little for for really equity. I mean, especially like five thousand is too little for an equity purchase. Um, so so we we got these we got these together, and as we talked about last time, I finished all the judging on the written business plans before um, before we got to the presentations, and it was it was a clear separation. You had the medical device and the coconut opener for two as the top two. And then the other two we had from last week, which was the, um, the nutritional monitor and the device uh, relationship wellness app um, movement sort of thing. So two distinct groups, two that were pretty solid and two that weren't. Um, we went so, to the presentations. Go ahead. So just remind me, the four that we discussed were the top four? Were four of the top 16. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so, so we you, were going to choose about one the of those. the worst two and the top two of those 16. Right, right. Okay. The worst two and top two of those four that, that we got. We only got four. Oh, Our group okay. of judges only got four. I see, okay. So of that group of four, we had two clear separation, two and okay. two. Um presentations uh we'll talk we'll talk in reverse order now presentations uh again the coconut presentation fine um this guy's been through it before he he had it he had answers down he had he had the little um kitschy things that you do during a presentation sometime when you've got a little bit of confidence in what you're doing like like literally during the presentation saying I'll take your questions now. While I take your questions, I'm going to open this uh, coconut. And he uses the product right as we're asking the pr- questions just to show that, hey, this is how the product works. So he's, he's um, doing the shark tank approach. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of what it felt like. Um, and if we had been in there in person, I'm sure he would have handed us each a coconut. Mm-hmm. Um, so the... Um, Presentation went fine. I asked my question about, okay, well, uh, this chart, not very helpful. It hints at a, at a fad. And then in the presentation itself, he had a better chart that ended in 2017 data. Still up and to the right, didn't really show a lot of slowdown. Yeah. But I said, hey, this data is three years old. And yeah, I don't expect a 2020 chart, but I'd kind of like a 2019 chart. Um, cause it kind of hints at a t- downturn. He's like, this is the best data I could find. Hmm. Um, according to, according to the buyers I'm talking to, they don't see a decrease in the purchase of coconuts or coconut water, but this is the best data I could find. I'm like, okay. Again, it, it, that answer was tempered by the fact that he's literally talked to four buyers from regional yeah. supermarkets. So He's got potential buyers on board mm-hmm. um, and listed as part of his advisory board. So all stuff that's like, you know what? I Everything is here. This is going. So my final thought was this is going to be a successful business. I don't have a doubt of that. Yeah. I just don't know how big it is. So that's, that's that one. Um, there's not a lot to say cause it was polished. It was ready to go. 
Um, when, when we were doing this circuit with Aspire EDU, we would run into companies like this that had been through the circuit a few times. Their ideas weren't better than ours, yeah. but their polish was better than ours. They, they had more proven than we did. And eventually we became them. Um, we, we, you know, a year in, we had a product out there. We had clients that we, 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 we started to see how that worked. Um, the presentation for the medical device, um, was very good. Um, one thing I will say that I didn't say before, these gentlemen knew their market. They knew the community around the caregivers for these devices. So they, it wasn't just, here's a problem, let's solve it. But they also understood how do you got to, this is a word of mar- mouth market. And this is insurance paid um, devices that people are buying. And this, they, they knew how they had to get in. And this one also not, not extremely large market. The locked-in syndrome, where all you can move is like your your maybe your face muscles, maybe just your eyes. Yeah, there's twenty five thousand cases a year. That's it. Hmm. Um, there are four million, I think, patients a year that that have upper extremity loss. So they they could use a a um, a different version of the product, uh, yeah. a, a cheaper version of the product. Um, but that's also a more contested market because it's a larger market. Um, in talking to these guys, these guys, these guys knew their stuff. Like I said, the paper read like a scientific paper. These guys knew their stuff. Um, I did ask about advisors. I said, listen, you you have to have had advisors along the way. Why aren't there's nothing listed here that shows you have any support. Um, and they said, listen, we didn't, we're still at, we know what stage of the business we're at. We're still at this stage where we're trying to prove it. So we haven't even filed a biz, uh, an LLC yet. So we didn't want to bring anybody on as an advisor without having an actual business in place. But yeah, we, we talked to our, we have, a, we have professors that are interested in, in working with us on this and so on and so forth. So mm-hmm. for the most part, they answered the question. Um, I think overall, if this had been slightly further down the road where it was less theoretical and more proven, if they even had just a prototype, it might've won. Or if the market of locked in had been bigger, it might've won. Yeah. Um, But there was too much theory and potentially too small a market. And the, uh, we won't talk about the other judges just yet um, for that one. Uh, the nutritional monitor one, I, I pushed those guys. The presentation was fine. I pushed those guys on exactly what we talked about. Privacy concerns of wearing a monitor, zero friction. Uh, I pushed them on all the different negative, negative points I had on them. And they did a decent job of fielding the questions. They did not have answers that changed my mind. Mm -hmm. So if that makes sense, they, 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 understood the question. They understood it was a weakness. They didn't have an answer. Um, but they gave, they, they talked around it well enough to where they, uh, I felt that they're trying here. They're, they're not just blowing smoke. They're, they're, they know what's going on here. And, and they even backed off the zero friction a little. They're like, yeah, that that's a marketing term. I'm like, okay. 
well, just know what you're promising and what you're delivering and they don't match. So mm-hmm. when that, when that, when I hit that as a consumer, I run the other way. Um, because as a consumer, I see zero friction. I expect no effort hmm. and there is no part of any of this. That is no effort. Um, but they were fine. Um, and then the, the final presentation was again, the, the device relationship, um, wellness idea, movement product, solid presentation. Um, a lot more solid than the, than the written business plan itself. Um, and I, I did, I did bring up, Hey guys, this sounds like a movement. It sounds like a movement that you got to build before you build a product. And Mm -hmm. he's like, you're right. And that's why we show our growth as being so slow because we don't expect that we're going to be able to grow this thing until there's momentum behind a movement to do this. Yeah. So we're going to work on the movement, but we're going to have the app there as well. Remind me of this Um, one again. I'm just trying to get all these. Yeah. This was one that instead of being, like your your Apple Digital Wellness app or your your Android Digital Wellness app that or other apps out there that restrict uh, what you what your what you can do you can only look at Facebook one hour a day things like that yeah um, it kind of guides you instead it, it it what it does is it has you set and I understood it better after the presentation um, which is always a sign of a good presentation and maybe a bad business plan um, it guides you, you set it up with things you want to achieve. I want to listen to this podcast five hours a week. I want to mm-hmm. read this many articles this, this, this week. When you're not doing one of those behaviors, it pops up a reminder saying, Hey, here's the podcast you wanted to listen to. Did, did you want to hit that right now? Mm-hmm. So it's trying to reinforce positive behavior instead of restrict negative behavior. Um, which Again, as a as a concept, I buy. I get it. Um, I don't think there's a business there, but I get it. Um, this was the one that call you were talking about to me about calm. The calm. Uh, no calm. Calm. Yes, yes, and no. Um, when I mentioned calm before, it was because the nutritional monitor guys had compared themselves to calm. And, and had said that they were going to grow twice as fast as calm. Yeah. Um, that that's where calm came up, but you're right. This, and, and what, what the nutritional monitor guys brought up and it was brought up by other judges were, were things like Noom in OOM, which I'm sure you've seen commercials for, Mm -hmm. um, calorie mama, other things like that, other apps that do nutrition. And what they said was, they said, listen, and, and we're back to the nutritional monitor one for a minute. Mm-hmm. They said, all those things are more restrictive in or calorie counters. We focus on four main pillars. And, and the four main pillars didn't make much sense to me, and they certainly didn't describe them. Um, but they were like opportunity and quality. And, and it wasn't no, necessarily counting this thing has 20 grams of calcium. This thing has 200 calories. It was more is this the type of food you want to be eating? Is this the <laughs> amount of food you want to be eating? That sort of thing. They need geolocation. Um, like you're at the Panda Express. That's where we're <laughs> going. That was your first mistake. 
But yeah, I get, I get it totally. Uh, don't mention Panda Express. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> um, uh, all right. So in general, those four presented, we came, we came together as a group of judges afterwards. And, and this was a group of four of us as judges. Um, one had been like a, his, his career had been kind of like a lobbyist. Um, and he's currently in government and um, corporate compliance um, for IP and things like that. Um, the other two were um, gentlemen who run who run startups, who run smaller businesses that are, are one works on video games. One's a video game uh, company. He, he runs a video game company. The other one uh, escapes me at the moment, but you know, it was, it was fairly decent sized companies. Um, and generally when we came together, the first comment that stuck out was one of them said, he said, listen, I've done these competitions for the last four years. Coco Vana has been here a couple of times and that was the coconut one. Um, he's been here a couple of times. It's the same idea nothing's really changed. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I just wonder why this thing hasn't gotten further. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the discussion, we, we four were all on the same page. Um, there were two that were, uh, were worthy of consideration two that were not. Um, and really it was a case of, Not to disparage the companies that were there, but it was more of a case of we had to pick the least worst um, because they all had flaws. Um, and it was a case of we don't think any of these are going to be the next billion dollar company. Of all of these, the coconut one seems to be the one that will be successful. We just don't know how successful. And everybody was in agreement there. Um, when we talked to the founder of it about why he'd been through the cycle so many times, he's like, listen, I've fought with, with Chinese companies for the last two or three years trying to get this mass produced. And, and a lot of times it's a case of we'll agree on a cost, we'll get started and then they'll triple their cost. And then I got to cancel the order and go through the process of refunds and, I've only got limited budget, so I have to wait for that refund to come back. And hmm. then I have to go search out another company to produce it. Um, he says, I finally found one that seems to, that that I've talked to other people that use them and they seem to be solid reputation wise. The price is good. Um, he says, I think I can get the unit costs down af- over time. Once I can visit the plant, um, I'm an industrial engineer by nature. So once I visit the plant, I can go there. And once we're in production, I can say, okay, why don't we do these things more efficiently? Cause I, uh, I'm an industrial engineer. I know how these things work. And I know that when you first produce something, there are inefficiencies in the process. You have to, you have to go see how it's done first. Um, so again, it was solid enough that all of us were like, yeah, this is probably the most successful of all of these businesses, the medical device one might be successful, mm-hmm. but there's nothing to prove it at the moment. It's all theoretical. 
Um, a couple of the judges were not only is it theoretical, they're going up against giants in this space that have the resources to just go do this. Um, mm, we yeah. don't know. We don't There's know why. And we pushed that. We pushed a little. I'll let you answer that in a minute. But we pushed on them a little about that during the, the presentation. They're like, yeah, but they haven't done it yet. So well, they're they they're kind of happy in their in their where they are right now. Well, yeah, but there's a reason why the big folks haven't done it because it doesn't serve like this is the problem with our entire healthcare system and research system is twenty thousand cases a year. The big folks don't care. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't push the needle. So I would say that's a not a great. I don't like that judgment call of I didn't either and yeah do this like don't do this because the big people can do it it's like no they don't want to like they would do it right right yeah and <laughs> and and I I did push the, I did push the founders on this I said listen why you what 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 makes you the two of you confident that you're the two that can put these two together that haven't been put together before and their answer was quite simple. It was, listen, my, my specializations in EEG, his specialization is in biomedical eye tracking. We, we have our two specialities are in the two things we're going to be working on. I'm like, okay, well, that's a reasonable answer. Those, um, those that I liked those two guys, they, those, that background is, where you would want to invest now to me the question is can they get a third party that knows the tech implementation like that's what i'd be pressing them i could care less yeah. about the big medical company yeah and, and what one of the judges said was this also sounds like it's just something you build at a university is something you build in a university as a research project and then if it works you take it to you you productize it yeah um, you, you don't go for funding first. You just go build it at a university as a research project. I agree with that. And I, can, I, how, how are research projects funded? I don't know. Through grants and various grants. things, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is fine. And, and that was, that was also a fine statement. Um, I think at the end of the day, we just felt the coconut one was ready to go. Yeah. And maybe, maybe it just needed that little push of whatever the winnings would give it to, to, get over that hump and get into the stores and be whatever kind of business it was going to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that's, that's the vote we had. Um, and, and at the end of the day, one, the, the guy who had said he had been through a few of these before, he's like, these are four of the weaker ones I've seen over the years I've been here. So I, I yeah. don't expect whoever we pick to win. Um, however, the coconut one actually won the overall competition. So we judged it as best out of our group. It went on to a final four and it was judged as best out of the group of final four. Um, so he ended up with a, a, a check for 25,000 and, and it split 12, five, 12, five based on milestones. Um, but it's enough to get him going. I think um, I also reached out to him separately uh, because I'm a, I'm an investor, uh, I'm an investor in an angel syndicate fund where, where I can, I can, um, invest for a thousand, two thousand dollars in a bigger idea that a bunch of people get together and put a thousand, two thousand dollars towards. Yeah. And I said, listen, if you want, I'll, I'll introduce you to this 
syndicate fund and we can maybe they'll they'll per, the, maybe they'll be interested in, in funding you i just don't know if you're big enough but i i have to ask them that question first and yeah, at first I mean, he was like yeah that might be interesting and then after he won he's like this might be enough money for me to go build it and then let's have the conversation cuz then i'll have something that i can show the question as I have far about as products. this did anyone ask about the risk copycat risk Despite these patents, patents yes. are only enforceable if you yes. have money. Like, what's that risk? Yeah, he. It was asked. Uh, his answer essentially was yes. Um, there's nothing I can do to prevent that. There's nothing to prevent that in China. Um, the only thing I can do is make a high quality product because copycats usually aren't high quality. Yeah, um, they're usually lower quality and they'll break easier. And and he held up the one he used open the coconut. He's like, this thing's open 900 coconuts. Um, this, this specific one. So it's going to last forever. Mm. Um, Here's a dumb question. Can you grow yeah. coconuts in Florida? South Florida, yeah. Okay. So they, can. there's like farms of coconut farms in Florida. Yeah. And, and he talked about, this is something you want to target at the late, the Latin market, the Asian market. Yeah. Um, it, it certainly is more popular in South Florida than it is uh, in Orlando. Um, he said every Whole Foods in the United States carries Thai coconuts. Um, not every grocery store in the United States carries coconuts at all, but certainly every Whole Foods carries Thai coconuts. Um, and most grocery stores in Central and South Florida carry coconuts as well. Um, so it may be localized, but again, he was talking to Kroger. Kroger's not in Florida. Yeah. And Kroger's like, yeah, I want these next to our coconuts. So obviously they, they have it elsewhere too. Yeah. Um, that was I, the, that was the biggest, that, that was the biggest question. I think from the, the other biggest question from the other judges was, I just don't, I don't see this. I don't see, I, I, I'm not going to go buy two dozen coconuts. I'm sitting around and me opening a coconut and drinking. It's not to me. That's I uh, Yes, you have to feel the product yourself a little, um, but it does not have to apply to me for me to see that there is a product there. Yeah. Well, going back to the original discussion we had, the way that the presentations, the way that the document that you reviewed looked, versus the document versus the presentations were they all in alignment on quality or did someone come up you're like oh they were much better in person but their document didn't represent yeah it because all, all the presentations were of decent quality um i don't i i can't step out and say that any were better than the others they were all fairly solid um which again, speaks to me that maybe the, the written business plans were, were kind of pushed aside for the lower two as less important than the presentations. Um, because again, the, the, the presentations were all fine. They were all fairly professionally done. They all, um, they, you know, all the spelling errors and grammar stuff and all the stuff, you know, there's not as much internal consistency that you're looking for in a presentation because there's not yeah. as much information. Um, but there, there were no glaring holes in any of the presentations besides the things I'd already mentioned as question marks. Okay. Makes sense. 
Yeah. But overall it went fine. And, and like I said, I, a, and, and to wrap it all up, if you remember the very first one I talked about, which was the digital uh, device, the digital relationship wellness app movement, so on and so forth. Um, I told them after, during our question and answer session, I said, listen, you guys, out of all the pres- out of all the written business plans, you guys are the ones that sucked me in the most. As far as I didn't believe in your idea when I glanced at it at first, by the end of it, you had your passion came through, and yeah. you had you had sold me on the idea of something, but I don't know that you have a, a business here. Um, and sure enough, cut the, at, when they did all the awards they were the ones that got a thousand dollar check for entrepreneurial spirit award. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I said this in the last episode, these guys are going to do something. Um, and it's going to be a successful business. I just don't think this is it. It's uh, going to be interesting. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm a segueing already to a different side conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what the COVID Like what small where small business and entrepreneurship goes from here. Because I'm sitting here I'm more I'm more worried about the healthcare system and having healthcare than I am about can I find a way to make salary. Right. Not because I can't make a salary and pay for health care, but because where I live has no good ACA options, like zero in Kansas. So, and then yeah. we're in a healthcare, we're in a healthcare related boom and bust. So, what I'm curious about is on this, we're talking about these entrepreneurships and startups. Are, will we, will you get better? Like, you, if someone remarked that these were the lower quality candidates they've seen, does that reflect what we're going to see three to four to five, six months from now? Are people going to like enter from the employment sec- sector into startup land? Or is everyone going to say, well, it doesn't matter. You know, if everything goes to crap, the system won't protect me. Or do people like get an energy up like the nutrition folks? Like, I, I don't know where all this leads us in that startup space. Yeah. And, and to, and to, to put context around it, this, this contest started probably back in December, January Yeah, is, is when all of this started. So, so I don't know that, that, that it had that much effect on these um, because I think they said they had 150 ideas at first um, and then it was whittled down to 64 and then it was whittled down to 16 Um so I don't, I don't think we've seen that impact yet, but I think there is an impact. I mean, you and I have talked about two different ideas um, or two different problems that we didn't necessarily have the solution for yet, but yeah. maybe there were businesses to build around it. We just weren't sure yet that, that are both directly related, um, but we also think could exist in, in a future that is unaffected or has been changed by COVID-19 either or. So these presentations Um, were all zoom, right? Yes. So did anyone do anything unique for a video presentation? 
No, and I wouldn't necessarily expect anybody to. These are at the end of the day, these are college students, not a, not a ton of experience, and and probably not a ton of experience in Zoom. I'm just asking about if you're if you if you saw innovation on the presentation, like has anyone started to figure out? Well, what's a better way to stand out in this format and this delivery channel for a? Because normally this would be in a panel in front of a bunch of people. Right. Right. So, right. And I, I think I mentioned the only one that I thought was just a little different. And that was the guy opening the coconut in front of us. I was pretty much it. Yeah. And I, and, and, I, it, and yeah, I it, f- it felt very week. shark tanky. Yeah. Shark it felt tank. very shark tanky. I, I, I pictured shark week. I pictured shark tank, but I guess here's another idea, business idea. I'm just talking to you out loud as we record this is, so where do we go from here? If we're all living in this remote world where video conferencing is going to probably evolve, how do we improve on presentations that need to present a personal experience and data mm-hmm. that goes beyond that includes video PowerPoint, uh, like any which way, like, how like where how do you make how do you stand out in that um whether it's backgrounds green screen like live from my living room not as impressive from another environment as i present different how how do i do well I, i will say of of all of them one of them had a virtual background like you see on zoom yeah. Um, but, but that's, that's just a virtual background. I, to me, that's, that's not fancy. What are the, what are the um, ultra, what are the presentations that people do that are like a, so stuck up feeling all the time? They used to be considered like everyone was copying, um, jobs, Steve jobs for these things. And they're about making movements of the world. Sure. Sure. Like I, I'm, I can't think of the name off the top of my head. I just, but the like that's what i want i'm curious i'm really curious to see how do people move to a virtual virtual presentation world that stands out and lands and closes that kind of thing well i tell i tell you what i i i do so for my for my football officiating i'm starting to get into the world of college officiating um, so I've been watching a lot of college officiating webinars and a group of officials have put together um, a, a virus virtual clinic. And they're probably at least 20 presentations in right now. And they are rock solid. Um, I will tell you one of the worst things about uh, webinars is watching video on a webinar. Yeah. But these guys have figured out that if you have the video on your device, it's, it's not a secret, but it's something you have to know. If you have the, the video downloaded to your computer and then stream it, it's, it's a heck of a lot clearer and a heck of a lot less jumpy than if you're trying to s- pull it off YouTube and then restream it. Um, Ted Talks. That doesn't work. That's what I'm trying to say. Ted, Ted Talks is what you're trying to say. But the, these these they have they have good nice clean videos they have polls in the middle of the videos so everybody's interactive they bring in the chat um, the chat room as well they bring in questions from the chat room they engage in the chat room um, so these guys have got that 
format fairly well figured out. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's necessarily a lot there um, as far as what are we going to see unique? Because if you go too unique, you turn people off most of the time. Um, but but these certainly feel like this feels like the way online education should be. And they've done a real good job of it. And they, they do good hour, hour and 15 minute presentations that keep you engaged. I feel like you need to do it where you, like, if you watch the people that are acing YouTube with green screens and dynamic backgrounds, they go and they're able to go in and kind of edit stuff. But if you can have that, Martha Stewart counter presentation with a green screen background that changes to show the data, high quality video, and you're able to take questions. That's what I'm thinking stands out, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Very well. Could be. Are are you just have post Malone play Nirvana for an hour? uh, (laughs) Which, which was a fine concert, by the way. I, I, I have not been a, a big fan of Post Malone, but the concert he did doing Nirvana, my wife and I were playing a game last night. We had that going on in the background, and it was it was great. You didn't have to look at the tattoos. <laughs> uh, that was part of why it was great, because it was just audio, not visual. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I think I think you're right. I think that what you described is probably the best way to do it. It's it's non-obtrusive and it's useful in that format. And yeah. we'll, I'm sure we'll see people doing it that way. I mean, heck, the TV news has done a good job of doing that because a lot of a lot of these anchors are at home, so yeah. they're they're doing a good job of of being green screened with data behind them and things like that. So I think the key to a good presentation is not winging it, not just saying whatever comes off the well, top yeah. of your head. Like, yeah. I don't know, disinfectant use cases and stuff like that. Like that's where you get your yeah, stuff like that. that. That's where you should yeah. not do that. <laughs> All right. That's enough. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so that, that was, that was pretty much it. And I, I thought it was interesting to walk through these and talk about what made these plans good and, and what, what makes a good business and what, what, what are indicators of success or, or questions that might have a, about potential future success. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah. yeah. All right. So let's, uh, I had a call earlier this morning. Everybody asked what we did this weekend. I said, I went out clubbing, which is obviously not what I went out and did, but, um, I guess for, what did for you this club? week, we'll... like, did you, <laughs> they have no baby seals in Florida. I did so. not. I did not. No, no. Um, but no, well, uh, We'll all stay in our homes for, for a little while longer, and hey, maybe we'll kick out a few business ideas while we're at it. Oh, maybe yeah. some code as well. Cool, man. Um, all right. Well, um, stay safe, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Thanks for listening to this old app. Show notes and previous episodes can be found on our website at www.thisoldapp.online. Reviews on Apple iTunes are always appreciated and help promote the show. For questions, comments, or things you would like to hear on future shows, please email us at hello at thisoldapp.online. Show music is Guns Blazing by Fab Claxton, licensed by Pond5. Voiceover work by MeganVoices.com. You'll hear from us soon. <laughs>